Hey everybody, this is Rob from the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods and DC Primetime, and I'm here to tell you something that you should definitely be doing if you haven't done so already, and that is heading over to www.nextlevelradioonline.com. There's a ton of other great podcasts on the network if you haven't checked them out already, such as From Panels to Pixels, Two Fat Dudes, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, uh, an upcoming Lost Revisited podcast, uh, in addition to our flagship show, the Showcast Spotlight, which is about to probably get ready to kick off its brand new season of celebrity interviews. Great shows like The Melting Pat, Primetime Fantasy Football, and Con Talk. So whatever your interest is, there's definitely something for you at Next Level Radio Online. Make sure to check them out, like them, review them, share. Thank you guys so much for all of your years of support. Now, back to the show. Warning, the following podcast may contain spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Son of a bitch! I didn't look it up. What episode number is this? Uh I think it's one hundred nine. Oh, I think. Oh yeah, it's our hundredth proper. <laughs> yeah, it's our hundredth issue. It is. How, how about that? Uh, welcome everybody in uh, from the Showcast Spotlight, which is returning next month. By the way, uh, here on the Next Level Podcast Network, I am Ben Beck. And from the Caffeine Crew cast of pods, I am Rob Martin. And we are extremely excited. As I mentioned, this is our, not our 100th uh, podcast we've recorded for DC Primetime, because when you throw in the annuals and interviews and things like that, we've done more than that. I think you mentioned like 109, somewhere around there. Uh, But as far as proper issues, proper weekly issues, this is episode 100. And man, this is a big milestone for us. Yeah, actually, uh, like, yeah, and you, to answer your previous question, 112, including okay. this one today. Actually, no, 113, including something else that people will be hearing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, because we technically did record that before this. So, yes, we did. Um, but so, welcome to episode 101. <laughs> well, we're still counting this as 100 because that one will be released after this. Welcome to episode 101. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we. It's a pretty big milestone. We've got some cool stuff coming for you, um, from uh, including a couple surprises that we'll be releasing throughout the course of this week. So as of today, you've got this 100th episode, which is business as usual. We're going to talk about the shows of the week, kind of recap a little bit about the past 100 and go from there. But throughout the course of this week, we're still working on some other stuff that we're going to try and release. Uh, obviously, we have the interviews with John Wesley Ship, which we've already recorded, and we cannot wait for you to hear. Uh, I think we got a little over a half hour. I think about 35 minutes with John. Yeah, about that. Yeah, give or take. 
we still have to record the interview with Tom Welling. His scheduling has been uh, a little hectic with Lucifer right now, but his agent has sworn to me up and down. He is still in. He's still very interested. And we're going to try and do that over the course of this week. So before the end of this week, you will hear that interview. Fingers crossed. If not, we'll, we'll, we'll release it the following week. It's fine. You will still hear it at some point. And I think we've got something we're working on. Uh, we're going to do twice, just with different people. As long as scheduling works out. Yeah, it's a little tricky because this is kind of like, you know, dealing with people in multiple time zones all at once. So we are going to try to bring just about everybody that's been back. Uh, you know, we've been on the show back for tiny little things to do. Uh, I think we're saying one of the groups will be uh, our good friend Paul Williams over from What Lurks at Podcast Zero and Bats, Bows, and Books. Uh, Jackson Howard and then, of course, Damn It Shad. Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, all together with me and Ben, just kind of looking back at where their viewpoints are of the Arrowverse uh, currently uh, and where things stand at the moment. Um, and then bringing back another group, uh, I think, consisting of Mr. Craig Legans, who's been on the show quite a few times. And who uh, now has his own podcast called Comic Book Gurus, which you can find on iTunes as well. Mm -hmm. uh, our good friend Chris Maddox, previously from Nerdbase. And last but not least... Um, TJ Carasino, who has been on, was on the very first episode of the show uh, and is also uh, commonly on the Kathy Kirkcast pods. So, yes, uh, I think we're calling them what the state of the Arrowverse yeah. speeches. Uh, yeah, if we're, we're, you know, just bringing back different groups of people to try and talk about, uh, you know, again, the state of the Arrowverse right now and what we what our thoughts are, because I'm sure we all have different opinions on where we stand with all of these shows. Um Speaking a little bit, what is that popping sound? I don't know. Oh, I, it keeps. I keep hearing it in the background somewhere. I don't know if it's. <laughs> my guess is one of my cats is underneath the uh, the bed messing around with something. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so uh, reflecting a little bit about this hundredth, it's been. Um, it is not my first podcast to hit a hundredth, which, uh, you know, the Showcast Spotlight has done over a hundred podcasts as well. But I think. While the showcast spotlight is is a different entity altogether with interviews and things like that, this one I think has been the, I, I think this one's been the better journey, and that doesn't take away from the showcast because the the spotlight is our flagship show on the on the on the, the network, but this one is just I have fun every time we do this one. Oh, absolutely! And my favorite moments are the moments that we get angry. Um. Yes, <clears throat> uh, which reminds me, I wanted to ask you too. Did it feel a little weird knowing that we don't have to talk about Arrow this week? Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more common-centered, um, so I think it's okay. Uh, yeah. No, I think I think right now not having to talk about Arrow, is it is a nice break today. I, I think it was nice going into this episode knowing we only had to talk about three episodes. Uh, we got a kind of a mental, mental chance to breathe a little bit and uh, go from there. I mean, I think last week, if everything would have happened, I would have ended up podcasting uh i think in the course of eight days like five times and i'm really happy i didn't have to do that um <laughs> i love doing this though i absolutely do and it's yeah. just uh i think when you start adding homework to your homework i'm like Oof. <laughs> i need a i need a break um yeah. but no uh i think you're right though doing this podcast uh, and hitting episode 100 has been kind of just an awesome milestone um you know you're right this is one of my absolute favorite parts of this week as well and uh, 
I think the conversations that we get out of this and just the way that we kind of look at you know these shows as a whole, it's not just a kind of skimming over. Like sometimes we we lightly just kind of gloss over certain things. Sometimes we tear things apart and sometimes we just get an opportunity to geek out. So it, it's kind of, it's been very therapeutic. Um, it's nice to have somebody to share your passions with as far as like, you know, something you can just truly just dive into and geek out or get like, as we mentioned, geek out, get angry, or just try to share your opinions on ways that people may look at and say, okay, I've never given something like a shot and be able to kind of help kind of be an entry point for some people. So it's been fun. Yeah. I know with, uh, you know, when it comes to the Showcast Spotlight or Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods or any other, you know, podcast that you and I have worked on in the past, it's one thing because we record and then we post. And yeah, every once in a while, there's some good comments. There's, there's some feedback. But I think one of the things that has made this podcast so much more fun and so much more of a, a memorable journey uh, absolutely has to be the listeners and the conversations that we have on Facebook. Uh, we have the Facebook page. You post news stories. I post them every once in a while. You you definitely post a majority of them and, and such. And we both comment on and reply as much as we possibly can. And since posting – first off, since posting about our 100th and the interviews with Tom Welling and John Wesley Ship uh, for this week – We've gotten close to, if not over, 150 new page likes and a ton of people commenting on the posting about our 100th. So for all of those new people, hopefully our 150 new listeners as well, uh, first off, we just want to say welcome. Uh, you know, this will be a – I think we're, we're treating this as a little bit – or at least next week, we're kind of treating this as a little bit of a rebirth. We're going to make some tweaks to the show as we go forward. And such, and um, you know, it's it, it's something that we're we're definitely glad that we have these new people. So, but I think this the biggest thanks that has again made this so memorable. I feel like I'm rambling at this point. Um, has to be to the listeners. I mean, uh, uh, the biggest thanks, obviously, Rob, has to go to you because, as you mentioned, our the way we interact with each other and feed off each other and bounce. Our passions with these shows off each other is something, but we wouldn't be doing this for this long if not for the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you and me would still talk every once in a while about this stuff, but it wouldn't be yeah. like this weekly. Uh, but no, I agree. I love doing the show with you. I, I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't know if we've ever told the story of how you and me actually met. It and wasn't we, even that long ago. It wasn't. It I is, think it was maybe three years at this point. Yeah, Maybe, maybe longer. Maybe, 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 longer. maybe getting closer to four uh what's well actually here's a good question how many extra lives have you been been to so uh three? i have uh, i have done three yeah so you and me have known each other probably for about four years yeah uh and it was oddly enough it was um it was what our friend's 25th or 26th birthday i think had to be 26 because this 26. year will be thir- with this year will be 30th uh-huh because her and my wife are best friends <laughs> so yeah. they're sharing a 30th here so uh i i yeah I'm very aware. <laughs> yeah, we met. Um, yeah, we met through mutual friends. We were up in New York City. We made the trek up to New York City to celebrate her birthday at a, a German beer garden, which I had never been to before, and was a blast. But you and I just started—I don't even remember what started the conversation. And I think I think was, we were aware of each other, but we had uh, never met. Real, real, very, very much, very, really, uh, just briefly in that too, because I was kind of just me and my wife were already there at their place in a uh, very northern new jersey pretty much right across the river um 
and there are Fred Chris Maddox, who's been on the show and who will be uh, back probably in a week or so. Uh, was just kind of like, hey, this is my friend Ben. He just podcasts and other stuff. You guys should talk. <laughs> and then he walked <laughs> that out was... of the room. And said, that was it. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and yeah, we, you and me started speaking like great lengths for probably about an hour and a half to two hours. Then we all walked to the train station where we continued to not shut the hell up. And, uh, <laughs> and we just kept talking. They're like, oh, you know, uh, hey, maybe we should do something sometime down the road, to, like do a crossover episode between, you know, the show cast and Caffeine Crew. And, uh, you know, we were just kind of going back and forth on that. And then, you know, you came out and hung out and we kept talking about that. Like, we should do that. And now here we are, <laughs> it's, you know, two years later. Uh, well, actually, four years later, two years after we started this, and now, yeah, uh, episode 100. So, yeah, and you and me are incredibly close friends on top of that. So, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a fun journey along the way. So, I'm I'm really happy that I get to do this with you every week, and I look forward to doing this for another hundred at least mm-hmm. another hundred. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm trying to think there was a, a little piece to add to that. Uh, as in me and Ben's also first meeting, one of the funniest things is, uh, as we were leaving the city altogether, uh, you and me walked into a very infamous site. <laughs> so we walked into <laughs> the, right. the, the location of the battle for New York in the Avengers. We were hanging out there actually, as we were leaving for the evening, which, uh, our friend Chris knows that city inside and out. So he's like, Oh yeah. This is the sequence where this was filmed for this film. This is this. And he's like, right now we're all standing in the Battle of New York. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And you know what's so funny, too, is every time I watch the Avengers and I watch that scene, because it is, it's it's so funny, too, because I, I know we're breaking away from DC for the moment, but there's that scene in the Avengers. And to me, it is literally like the turning point of that film. And it's when Bruce Banner shows up on the motorcycle and, you know, there's the whole, that's my secret, I'm always angry, he morphs into Hulk, punches that Chitari thing, and you get that first scene of the camera revolving around the Avengers assembled for the first time. And that's where we were. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny because you can be in New York and see that bridge and think of that scene, but when I watch the Avengers and I see that scene, on top of getting chills, because I get chills every time I watch that scene... I also think of that night in New York. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I always think of that night in New York. It was our first geek date. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. It was our first mutual geek out. Yeah, it was. Uh, Very much so. But yeah, it's kind of funny to think of that. A simple evening like of hanging out and just a whole bunch of other random people uh, that we would be here now. So this is uh, is just a cool experience, I think, in general. Absolutely. So you guys got a brief history into uh, the origin of... Of uh, of DC Prime Time, so, mm-hmm. which is fun. We did an origin story before the rebirth. Hey, ta-da! <laughs> Re- all right, retcon. All right, let's take yep. it out of existence. Now we um, get a CD back alley behind a Wawa gas station. <laughs> if you don't know what Wawa is, uh, YouTube it, or you can Google it, or any other thing. I guarantee you'll figure it out pretty quickly. <laughs> you, sh- you should know what Wawa is, but if you're on, if you're not on the East Coast, you you probably don't know what Wawa is. Uh, but yeah, special thanks to all the listeners who have been a part of this, for the people who have uh, contributed along the way. Whether you messaged us something, whether you commented, whether you liked the post, subscribe to the podcast, listen to the podcast. We hope you guys continue to do that. Uh, some special thanks that we want to shout out before we go into breaking the show is obviously. Um, 
uh, we've geeked out on each other enough. So um, uh, let's just go back and forth with some of the ones that we have. Obviously, uh, I think that one of the biggest shout outs that we have to do, and this is something that you arranged, but uh, special thanks to George Shaw who has provided uh, of georgeshawmusic.com he has provided the music for this podcast i think pretty almost since the beginning almost if, yeah if, i tracked him down i think he was a guest on our show uh before we he even hit we even hit episode 10 i want to say it was like episode 4 george was on uh so it was very very early on i think our very first music we were using was the uh Music piece where he had it was the Batman score from Danny Elfman and uh, then the John Williams Superman theme uh, crossing into each other. And they kind of, you know, moved in and out of each other's kind of themes. But it was beautifully done that he he re- rearranged. And uh, we started with that and then we jumped into his tunes that you hear now that I don't think we've ever changed him except for the annuals, I believe. Yeah, I think that's the only time. And uh, the interview with Teddy Sears. Mm-hmm. We we used a different one as well, and I think I'm going to be using a different one for John Wesley Ship too. Probably the same one I used for Teddy Sears. Okay, uh, uh, only because it's Flash, so it's yeah. you know we'll we'll see how it is. Um, but who's the next thing? Ah, uh, the next person. Um, I would actually say it's actually not just one but two people. Uh, that is Sean Lamont and Brian Galine from DCR when they were still on. Uh, they were a reason a lot of you have become part of this community. Uh, we actually had them on uh, very early on as well. So that was, was a fun really, episode, too. Yeah, it was really fun having them in. And then, you know, Brian and Kelly have been back. Um, you know, Sean obviously has been tied up into so, so much. Uh, you know, personally, I haven't had an opportunity to speak to him in quite some time. We did try to reach out to them to see if they were willing to be able to jump in on here. But I'm sure just with uh, short notice and whatnot, uh, wasn't possible. I'm but, sure uh, we'll but- have them back on, though. Yeah, well, at least we'll get Brian back. I, I know Sean's kind of disappeared from podcasting, so, um, but I still do talk to Brian pretty normally, so uh, it'd be great to have him back in sometime soon. But huge thanks to those guys again. It, it was it brought a large part of our community to us. So yeah, uh, again, more thanks going out. At, we're going to be having them on at another time in particular, but I want to thank uh, former co-hosts of the show uh we've mentioned them already but chris max um tj how do you pronounce tj's last name uh carasino that's it I, so uh tj carasino sorry tj uh and of course craig Lagans for being a part of this show as well we haven't had a co-host in a while uh because um paul i think paul williams was the last well one i'm had. talking of like our friends and stuff like that i was gonna oh, yeah. leave the next um and paul was a co-host because he was replacing one of us uh, mm-hmm. I'm talking as in like filling a third seat. Mm. Oh yeah, God, it's been a long time. We haven't really had anybody do that, and that's and it's because and this is a piece of advice I give to any podcaster out there: your show is going to change. You have an idea what you want to start with, but your show is going to morph. It's it's going to grow, uh, and you shouldn't fight it. And that's one something that happened with our show was we wanted to bring in a third seat every once in a while, more often than we have, and. Our show kind of just morphed into not needing that. So, you know, I'm sure at some point we'll have one of these guys on as a third seat again. But uh, these guys jumped on in the beginning to help kickstart. So a special thanks goes out to TJ, uh, Chris, and Craig as well. Yeah, um, I think one of the other big shout outs, uh, you know, as we kind of were going into was uh, when we started doing contests. And we brought in both Jackson Howard and we brought in Shad. And 
it was really awesome to be able to bring those guys in and and have them kind of take lead uh, or just be able to really thoroughly just kind of like change what we think about with with the show. And when the show is kind of being run by somebody else, it's kind of fun to sit back and just kind of be there for that. And just kind of build that up, and maybe you get somebody else interested in, in doing a podcast. I, you know, you know, you never really know. Uh, but it's great to be able to to kind of really shake up things every once in a blue moon. Yeah, and 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 you know, you might as well throw Paul Williams into that mix as well. And Paul's been such a big part because he's not only a big contributor to the DC, to the uh, the DC Primetime Facebook page, uh, but he is now an active member of the Next Level Podcast Network. Which is really cool. He he already had the Bats, Books, and Bows podcast, which was uh, which was already a great podcast. But he had been wanting to start a horror podcast for so long. So now he has the What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, which is a part of the Next Level Podcast Network. Uh, I'm not only happy that he's been such a big contributor to the DC Primetime family, but now he is an active member of the Next Level family, which I, I love to death. So special thanks, of course, goes out to Paul at the same time. Oh, yeah. That's still, I think... Uh out of all of the episodes we've done, one of my absolute favorites. Uh, it was just so interesting because it was getting like a lesson in some horror stuff. I just didn't know as much. Um, and uh, yeah, Paul was, Paul's been an awesome uh, part of this community and then an awesome part of the network now. So, yeah. Um, I know I have two more groups of thanks unless you have anybody else. That you uh, I got to say a massive thanks to my wife. For that, not okay. that was going to be one of mine. Not, not losing her mind. I'm like, Hey, sorry, honey. Uh, I got to watch this show and this one tonight. And she's like, Oh my God. <laughs> you know, for a while she was like, there's the show she really enjoys and their show. She thoroughly hates. Um, and <laughs> anytime I have to watch them, uh, it, it sometimes makes life a little tricky because me and her usually hang out and spend a lot of time together during the week when we're, we're not working. Or even if that means that time is hanging out, is she is working on writing in you know the living room on the couch, and I'm on the other side of the couch, uh, watching a, a, a mindless show of some way, shape, or form, or playing a video game. Uh, but she is thankfully been been amazing with uh, with like allowing me the ability to kind of not only go through all that stuff, but take large chunks of time. Uh, during out our week and our weekend to be able to continue to do this uh, so it's really fantastic to have so much so much support and she shares a ton of our stuff out too so it's uh it's always great to see yeah and um sorry for the car horn in the background it's um, okay i found the i found the mysterious popping uh my cat <laughs> was knocking a little plastic tube into a metal post underneath our bed <laughs> <laughs> well that'll do it Yep. Uh, but yeah, on top of your, you know, aside from your wife, special thanks goes out to all of our family and friends for being patient. I mean, uh, we try and schedule these as regularly as possible to record, and sometimes other plans have to be postponed because of it, or we're delayed to doing other things. So, uh, you know, a big special thanks has to go out to our friends and family uh, for for that, uh, for being patient with us as we do this for over a hundred podcasts. Yeah, uh, that's that's not a lie. Sometimes when you know Ben and I have normal life stuff that we're like, hey, I really want to uh, podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, that's usually when I'm like. Ben, do you mind recording at like eight thirty in the morning? And he's just like, "Why?" <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, that's like that's like next week we have to record on Monday rather than Sunday because I'm going to be away for the weekend. So it's right, you know. We always try to find a way to 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 get everything in. I think we've only ever missed like what one week ever. I think, and we still release something, but I think we only never actually had a, a episode in one specific week. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's been very rare that we've mm-hmm. ever missed it. I mean, we're usually like a day or two late, but I think it's I think maybe only once have we ever missed an episode. Yeah. So, so uh and last but not least, uh I want to thank two more personal thanks I want to put out there. First off, I want to thank uh uh Tony Kim who we had on very early on his line of uh Hero Within clo- his uh Hero Within clothing line. Uh he's he's has taken off and and it's not because of us. He's just hugely successful and he's very good at what he does. He's a very good businessman. Uh, here within, I think dot com is the uh, here within store.com. They just acquired the Marvel license as of like a week ago, which is amazing. Cause yeah. I know he's been working on that for like two years now. Yeah. Uh, and I, He's yeah. got a couple other irons in the fire too for some uh, of the rights he's working on. And I think one of them is Star Wars maybe. I'm hoping I think I think one of them is Star Wars and I think the other one is Doctor Who. Uh yeah, cuz I think right now I think Star Wars is hopefully the next cuz I know he has been talking to Disney so uh I can't what he does. But uh yeah, he'll continue doing the Warner Brothers license as well with DC. Uh has Marvel and then some new things coming. So Yes. Absolutely. Um, and last but not least, uh, on top of, uh, aside from Tony, or in addition to Tony, I want to extend a huge thanks to our friend Brian Roll at Brian at uh, odysseyart.net. Uh, he has given us so many pieces. Uh, he's given us quite a few pieces that we've put towards uh, charity works and things like that. He's helped us raise a lot of money for Extra Life, and he's just been a great friend uh, overall. I- I'm so happy that I had the opportunity to meet him a couple years ago, and uh, we put in the description – I put in the description of every podcast uh, to check out his his website, and I will continue to do so because he is a fantastic artist, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm looking forward to a good future with him as well. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, man. All right, I guess it's time to get back to the the norm now. Yeah, uh, let's get we, to the nitty gritty. Yeah. All right. So three episodes this week. Three so. episodes this week. Uh, we got Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> so let's see. How do we put this? We've got a funeral for a rat. We've got a female speedster, uh, and we have thunder and lightning now. Yeah, uh, didn't expect that by this. Ta-da! <laughs> Not at all. Uh, but for those of you that are new to the podcast. We let's start off the way we usually start off, and that is giving each episode of the week our one of three point ranking. That being sidekick, hero, or legend, and then we'll go back in and we'll talk about the episodes a little bit more in depth. Uh, but starting off first, we have Legends of Tomorrow, season three, episode fourteen, sidekick, hero, or legend. I'm gonna go hero on this one. Uh, I don't think it was a bad episode by any stretch of the imagination. Just uh, I think was lacking a little more of the fun we've been seeing as of late. Or a little bit more of that chaos. Uh, it, I mean, this was it had a lot of a lot of heart to the episode. Uh, you know, the story that they were doing with Elvis, and you know, seeing you know, I, I, you know, Amaya and and Nate kind of connecting and trying to connect a little bit more as as a couple. But, but again, I think it was missing a little bit of what makes Legend so much fun every week. Okay, yeah, I'm going. I'm right there with you. I'm giving it a high hero, though. I mm-hmm. still thought it was a fun episode. Oh yeah, as I you- would say. About a seven. I'd yeah, say. as you mentioned, it does have a lot of heart. Uh, some great moments, as I mentioned, with a rat. So that was interesting enough. But yeah, it's a high hero for me as well. I'm, I'm, this show has been great since it returned, and I'm kind of bummed that we're we're almost done with this uh, with this run of legends. So, but we're gonna see Supergirl return at the end of it. Uh, next up, we have The Flash, season four, episode sixteen, sidekick, hero, or legend. I'm gonna go hero on this one as well. Um, 
fun episode again. Uh, I think this, these are going to be very similar reviews across all three shows this week for me. Um, a lot of fun, um, but it feels like uh, we're, we, we need to do a little bit of um, uh, forward advancing of the plot. So, uh, I'm going legend on this one. I thought okay. this episode was a lot of fun. I thought there was definitely some forward momentum in in the plot. As you mentioned, you think we we still need a little bit more, but I thought there was some. So I, and it's one of those things that I've. It's been a big complaint of mine about the whole "We Are the Flash," and I think I can officially put that to bed. It's you know, last week we talked a little bit about that as well. Uh, this week it's gone. It's done. I have no more complaints about the whole "We Are the Flash." So, uh, and of course, last we have Black Lightning season one episode eight. Sidekick, hero, or legend? Uh, going hero on this one as well. Um, we got some huge answers at the end of the episode. Those last three or four minutes, though, felt like, aside from that and maybe another scene or two, maybe the only really important parts of this episode. I, I think there was little extraneous filler in this one. Not not in a major way, but I think it's it's there was a lot of setup uh, for additional things, Nail. And we're now just starting to get episodes, and we're, what, I think maybe four episodes away, five episodes away from the, the finale? We have five episodes left. Yeah, so I, I feel like I was hoping that the uh, revelations would start taking more of the forefront, but we got a lot more questions with Lala this week. So I think that kind of drug things out a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I give this hero as well. It's We got a lot of forward progression in the story last week, a lot of questions that were that were asked uh we got some answers to some previous ones this week i feel like with the exception of lightning which we mentioned earlier and we'll talk more about when we break the episode there really wasn't any forward progression of the story until the very end mm-hmm. uh, so i do feel like this was kind of a filler episode it was more of a training montage i feel like the best around should have been playing in the background of most of this episode <laughs> uh but yeah so it's Again, it was a good episode, but I feel it kind of stalled out a little bit with the momentum that I had last week. So, uh, But let's jump back to the beginning, go back to Legends of Tomorrow, and do the full breakdown view of the episode, starting with Season 3, Episode 14, titled Amazing Grace. The Legends embark on a mission to save music when they learn that a tragedy destroyed Memphis in 1954. Uh, IMDb gave this one an 8.1, while IGN gave it an 8.8, so they're in legend territory uh, with their reviews of this episode. And, uh, you know, again, I gave it a hero, so it's not Mm -hmm. far off at all for me. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but a lot of, uh, to me, some of the most fun stuff was, it, it was, and not even most most fun, but more story-wise, I love, I really enjoyed the stuff with Wally this week. Uh, we got character building with Wally. You know, he was, he's a speedster, obviously, and he, he he's showing how badly he wants to be a part of of his team. He wants to feel included uh, with a group. And he kind of goes a little too far. Not too far, but he he's rushing into it a little bit. So it was nice to see the interactions that him and, um, and Zari had together. And Zari kind of being the one that grounds him a little bit. Yeah, I thought that was actually one of the most fitting pieces of this is, you know, Zari has been a character we've really kind of seen. Hey, she's sarcastic. We get it. Then she had that great episode earlier, you know, this this year with the Groundhog's Day episode, just a couple of episodes previously. And I think now between that 
and now the way that she's connecting with Wally, I, I think we could now see some some forward momentum on the as you put it, it's the character building for both of these characters. Wally, we never got a ton of. We just got somebody that was kind of brash and you know a little headstrong on the Flash, and now we're actually kind of seeing a very different side of him, and it, it's the more silly, playful, classic Wally West that most has kind of come to expect. So. They're doing a great job with that, but Nelzari has a, con- a connection point. She's not the new kid anymore, and I think that's better for her when she's kind of the one now leading the charge and making him feel welcome. So I, it's, it's nice to see this different take. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's kind of almost taking on the mentor role to to Wally, which I think is great because, again, as you mentioned, she's no longer the new kid on the block, so now she's kind of adapting to that a little bit more. And she even puts it, and it's something that I didn't even think about too much going into the show as much as we love this show. But she makes it a point to Wally to say, like, look, it's one thing if you're stopping a bank robbery in Central City or whatever, but this is time. This is history. You can't go in, you know, as if it, it's a wide open wound. Like, you can't go in, um, you know, with a sword. It's time. You have to go in with a scalpel. And I thought that was a great line. Mm-hmm. And I it really you know, was something that Wally took to heart, as you saw later on in the episode when, you know, it said, hey, it took us forever to get here. And, you know, Zari's like, you know, just be as fast as you can. So it was nice that they were still having a little fun with that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that was really nice. It was, that idea is like, you can't just go running in everywhere. And you sometimes actually have to talk to people. And I I really thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Their, their, their dynamic here, I think, worked beautifully. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, the main plot of the episode is something obviously we have to mention too, in that there is, uh, it seems like it stems from, we now find, we find out through this episode what the sixth mystery totem was, uh, and that being the death totem. I, I, I was more interested in it when it was the music totem, and then it turns out to be the death totem, which is uh, kind of dark, but it still works very well and fits more into the the rest of the totems music would kind of be a little odd yeah <laughs> uh, you know but with water and fire and such you know it's um death definitely works a little bit better into this and you know we find out that we didn't know if elvis was going to be a part of this because he was never listed in imdb credits but now he is and obviously the episode starts with Elvis Presley getting his first guitar, yeah. in which the death totem is attached to, which, in essence, I thought was a really cool thing, made Elvis a totem bearer. Yeah, and I thought that was a really weird. I think the only thing that felt a little weird was any time that they had him sing, uh, the way that they kind of did that kind of felt a little odd, um, having the original tracks kind of playing, you know? Were they the original tracks? Or uh, were they redone tracks? They may have just been redone, but the way they, they weren't made, his voice. Yeah, it was. It was when they were overlaid. It just didn't quite work. So um, that's the only I think I had a little bit of an issue with. But beyond that, though, man, it was just uh, the way that they portrayed Elvis was kind of fantastic. Though I thought that was a really brilliant idea, as you mentioned, to have him be this totem bear. So yeah, I, I think they had a lot of fun in the episode too when uh, when the anachronism started first happening. <laughs> you know, seeing uh, trombone hero, guitar hero become trombone hero, 
uh, seeing Nate's hair kind of fall flat. <laughs> and I think this one part was seeing Mix Rat Axel renamed to Josh Groban. <laughs> I thought was one of the most fun parts oh, about that. It whole was thing so too. good. Uh, they, they, <laughs> I just love the way that they play with stuff. They, they're always geeking out. And I honestly think though too, I'd be remiss to not bring up fact that race is kind of like you know if uh, instead of uh, you know when all these spirits start showing up from the death totem you know if this was a show tune it, this this wouldn't be the case <laughs> nobody <laughs> ever got hurt from from a from a show tune yes uh, so but i mean again i think it's it's weird because now that we're actually breaking down the episode it feels like there's not really a lot to talk about. It, the episode was straightforward. It was. It was. It was not to say a thin episode, but uh, yeah, no, not right. at all. It was instead of normally where a lot of these episodes are points A to B, B to C, and then C back to A, and then A to C. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, and but that's just the way that they work. And this was A to B. And it was very simplistic in in the nature, and which I think is sometimes because uh, you, I have a feeling things are going to uh, culminate into. Uh, a pretty intense situation starting this coming week. Yeah, I mean, I, the, there was only one. There was one moment of this episode towards the end of the episode where Zari and Wally are talking to uh, Elvis's Uncle Lucius and trying to get the album from him. And the way he he grabbed the album and was walking it to them, I could have swore he was going to snap it. I was kind of waiting for that myself. Uh, you know, I was I was kind of predicting that's what was going to happen, and then I was kind of glad that it didn't, uh, that it worked out the way that it did. And I was like, okay, that's that's actually a little bit better. So I was waiting for everything to go to hell by the end of this episode, and it didn't, but that's fine. Um, but outside of the main storyline, you know, with Elvis and um, uh, uh, the, the the totem bearer and his you know his 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 brother Jesse who was one of the spirits that was haunting him. The only other thing I feel like we got out of this episode is we got a little mi- little more progression with Nate and Amaya. Uh, it seems like their relationship is obviously going full swing now. They're not hiding anything anymore, which kind of happened a couple episodes ago. Which there was a line, a particular line that came from this episode which kind of changes my opinion on something we've predicted we we had predicted earlier that amaya was going to be one of the people to leave the wave rider nick nick was going to stick around a little while longer for like another season or two because by the time he leaves he can always just meet up with amaya right when she left because i think we've all made the prediction that nate and amaya are going to be the the grandparents of vixen the future vixen. yeah yeah i still am pretty pretty sold on that i'm pretty sold on that too but there's a particular line that Maya says, and when she tells Nate at the end that she loves him, and says, you know, like, we have all the time in the world, which makes me think, Amaya might not be leaving. I think she might be sticking around. Yeah, I, I think the fact that she knows that she can go back whenever she, it's time, you know, she can be put right back into the situation she left. Yes, exactly. Um I mean, they, they take a risk every time they go out there that if anything happens to them, it changes history. Uh, but, you know, it is it is what it is. So it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to continue this show later on with two totem bears. I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. But, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm very, very curious. Yeah. Now, they did mention and they've been they've been saying this for a while that they have four of the six totems with them. 
Let's recap this a little bit. What are the four totems that they have? Obviously, now they have the death totem. They have the fire totem, which is broken. Mm -hmm. They have Zari's totem. And mm -hmm. what is the fourth totem? The earth totem from the pirate episode. That's right. I couldn't mm -hmm. figure out for the life of me what the fourth one was. Um, so now they need the spirit totem, which was Amaya's previous totem. Right. And what is the, the water totem? And the water totem that Kawasa yes. has. And then that is it. So... Uh, you know, what's the episode number coming up next week? Uh, episode number 15. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Oh, wow. So we're... It's, this is the penultimate this week. Is it? If if this coming week is episode 15, this goes only for 15 and 16. That's the end. Um, no, no. There's there's 18 episodes this mm -hmm. season. I think there's only 16 this year. Is I there well, oh. Because IMDb has it listed as well. Let's see next week. <laughs> and um, we're one hundred episodes. No, we're still you, this you, professional. You are right. John Constantine returns uh, as. Ooh, I didn't see casting for next week. Jesse Quick will be joining the team next week or this week rather. Ah, okay. uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so it looks like we're going to see John Constantine coming back this week. So you're right. This is the penultimate. Oh, man, that's weird to think of. <laughs> that's really weird to think of. Oh, and looking looking ahead. Well, see, here's the thing, though, because I don't see John Constantine listed for episode 16, but that was because it was just recently announced he was going to be part of the finale as well. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also not seeing um, – oh, God. Um, Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex listed in the cast. Oh, they might be keeping that quiet if you didn't follow the news stories. You know, it's uh, bear in mind. You, I, I've only saw that story on like comicbookmovie.com. Most people aren't usually going to be like, "Hey, guys, by the way." Well, and know? also look at IMDb too, is because IMDb also didn't have Elvis Presley listed until after the episode aired. Right. So, so. you're right. So that might change. They go forward, but uh, the title of the finale is "I Ava." So we're, whatever that secret is, that Ava, whatever the truth about Agent Ava, Ava Sharp is, uh, we're going to find out by the finale. Hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. <sighs> Two more weeks of this show, man, and it's going to be wrapping up for the season. And Man, that makes me kind of sad. I'm like, oh, we got plenty of time still with the – oh, no, we don't. Yeah, Damn it. We don't see well, Jax listed in the, in the credits, but we know these are all people that are going to be returning by, before the finale. So we'll see. Also, Nora Dark is listed, but not Damien. And I think that might be one of the things, believe it or not, with as much as we loved the relationship with Damien, Damien and Nora last week, it might have felt a little lacking this week because we didn't get any of the darks. Yeah, I, I think that's why it feels so different. Is I'm so used to seeing them. Uh, but yeah, it's things are coming soon, though. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this play out for the season's end. Yeah, man, that's crazy to think that it's it's tomorrow night and then next week. So, man, I'm ready. I am absolutely ready. Yeah, looking and forward. Super, yeah, super go back with us in three weeks. Yep. Uh, looking forward to uh, to this week, though, as we had mentioned, uh, episode Necromancing the Stone. We're going to see the return of John Constantine as this is the penultimate to the finale. And I think we're going to see Demon Sarah this week too yeah i did see a uh a little brief clip it of showing that so yep it is definitely coming yep uh all right anything else about legends of tomorrow before we move on to the flash uh that's it for me 
that's it for me as well. So moving on to The Flash, episode four, or season four, episode 16, titled Run, Iris, Run. Very appropriate. Uh, Iris is given Barry speed when the team fights a bus meta who has the ability to swap people's DNA. Um, we knew this was an episode that was coming. We saw images of Iris as a speedster. Oh, well, we at least saw images of Iris in a costume. We didn't know for sure that she was going to be a speedster until maybe a couple weeks ago. Right. And then there was a lot of speculation as to how it was going to happen, and we found out it was through the course of another metahuman, uh, a.k.a. Melting Point, as as Cisco names him. Um, which I, I can't remember why he named him Melting Point. Be- uh, it's the, the temperature that it takes to break down a part of DNA, a strand of DNA. But he was, was, but he didn't have the fire powers. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I forget what the reasoning was. It was I, I watched this the night that it aired, which I normally don't do, so the little detail. Unfortunately, I just don't remember. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I don't remember. I, I I watched it yesterday, and I still don't remember. Melting Point, I think, was was appropriate for the fire meta in the beginning, but I don't understand. I don't remember why Math, um, Matthew Kim was named Melting Point uh, in this one. Because there was a mm-hmm. transfer of DNA, so I don't know. Um, but again, we got introduced to uh, one of the remaining metahumans uh, that were on the bus, the bus metas. We we saw a little bit of progression with uh, Wells and being able to outthink the thinker. Uh, and of course, we got to see Iris be a speedster, which I was a little worried about. I was a lot worried about because uh, I was hoping it was going to be done well. And I thought it was done really well. It was. And I like the fact that she, there her reasonings for wanting to be out here. And you know what? I, I, you're right. I, I think the way they handled it was perfect. It worked great in the context of the show. The, the only thing I think that drug me, my score down a little bit was a, si- a very small side plot. Uh, we get this. We keep getting this Ralph that is very like, yes, I, I'm a hero. And then the next week he's like, I don't want to go out there anymore. And we keep doing this weird ping pong match with this, which is the one thing I'm I'm having a bit of a problem with the show right now. I love Hartley Sawyer, but they're they're playing on that almost every week now, uh, where one by the end of the week he has learned his lesson, but by the following week he's like, nope, I'm still the coward. You know, it's it's uh, it feels like they're wasting time there where they could be doing something else. So. Well, I think it's and I I can kind of see that as well, and you're absolutely right, but I think it's also. One of the things that confuses me the most about it is he does want to be a hero, or he did at one point. And you're right, he's being a little bit of a coward and he's staying inside, he doesn't want to leave. But yet at the same time, anytime any idea comes up that they can save the day without him, he's all for it. But that plays yeah, right I, into him being the coward. But I think the, but there's the question then, why did we have episodes about making him not a coward anymore? Or, you know, having a moment like a couple episodes back where he gave Barry the PI card and it was after Izzy dies and it's just like no he's like we got to get out there I'm going to I'm going to take down DeVoe. This is a character that's making a statement that says I am very much not going to take this sitting down. And next episode he's sitting down. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's very confusing. It's it, it, I'm just not quite sure uh the consistency in his character is is been doing too as of late. But I think the rest of the things that have been going on have been solid. It's just a uh, a character that was easily one of my favorites this season, uh, the way that they're kind of been portraying him back and forth the last couple weeks. It's um, 
taking a little wind out of the sails. Okay, no, I can I can totally see that. I I do think you're definitely right uh, for the most part as far as Ralph. I still love the character. Don't get me wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I still love the character of Ralph. We didn't get to see any elongated activity either last week or this week. Uh, we we didn't have Ralph last week, but we did have him this week as basically just a a side member of the team. Uh, but I think it kind of worked this week. I, I wish the the reasoning behind it would have been a little bit different instead of portraying him as more of a coward. Uh, but I I did like the the dynamic of the fact that everybody else kind of took a sidestep and the roles were reversed, where Iris was the one that was always the only one that stayed behind, and everybody else got their time to shine. Roles were completely reversed. Iris was the one that was out there, and everybody else was in the, was in the Flash headquarters. So I thought that was really well done. I, I And again, I've put to rest the whole we are the Flash. Iris can definitely hold her own. She's been a huge help to this team. Last week, you know, she was the reasoning why Barry was even able to stop the bomb in Enter Flash time. Uh, and this week, she was the hero. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. So the whole my issues with We Are the Flash are put to bed. I have no issues with it anymore. I, I'm completely fine with it. Yeah. So, um, uh, introduction to the 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 meta that the bus meta that we got, and now we're finding out it was something I didn't even really think about at the time. Was not just rescuing him, but eliciting him to the team recruiting him to the team because his meta human powers in essence could completely take away the powers of the thinker yeah which i really like this concept it was a really brilliant idea to kind of to kind of work along this and kind of play with this idea uh you know something that they did try to do originally with izzy it's kind of like hey you know let's give you um uh, a little bit of better handle on your powers to be able to kind of actually hurt DeVoe because you're the only person that's done it so far. Uh, and now them kind of taking the next step here with Melting Point and going from there. So I, I think this is a really cool way. I just hope that this is not a, hey, uh, one one attempt on an attack and he's taken out of the picture, which I, I'm kind of concerned that that's what's going to happen. So Kind of like Izzy. Yeah, it's it's going to end in a very similar way. And I really hope that's not the case, but I'm I'm feeling that that's going to be the case. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that's that's not the case either. Because by the end of the episode, I actually really liked Melting Point. I'm, you know, he's he's somebody that's kind of coming into his own. By the way, I completely forgot to mention this too, but IMDb gave this a six point three, and IGN gave it a seven point three. Um, the so jumping back to the to the beginning of the conversation again, but it's. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because we did get two further steps into the main plot of the story, and that's dealing with the thinker. We now have a new meta whose abilities could render the thinker completely null and void. Uh, And on top of that, we also have a device that allows Wells to outthink the thinker. Is Is that the truth, or is this just another thing that the thinker knows? Uh, I think that's kind of what they're leaving us to believe right now. Um, because they say, it right from, they say it right from the beginning that the thinker is one step ahead of them every step of the way. Because everything that they think about, the thinker has already thought of. Right. Would he have already thought of this? 
It's a possibility. I mean, you know what? I think that's the kind of crux of this whole thing. We even heard, you know, Cisco talk about this a little bit in the beginning. He's just like, well, if this happens, then then this. Did they already plan this? Did they plan this as well? You know, it was that back and forth that happened in the very beginning of all this. And I think that's kind of what they're trying to make sure that we remember and make us question every action that Team Flash is doing. So, yeah. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see. Um where they're going to go with this. I, I like the fact of, of Wells being even more intelligent and now finally feeling like he can contribute to this. Cause I mean, it's been a, a ongoing plot throughout the course of the past episodes that he's felt useless. He he knows he's brilliant, but his brilliance has been kind of put to the side because everything he thinks of the thinker outthinks him. So I, I like this, this whole developing story with, with the thinking cap, um, allowing Wells to once again, feel like he's part of this team. And right. contributing, mm-hmm. but it's going to be very interesting to see if this is something, as we mentioned, the thinker has already thought of. Yeah, so I'm very curious to see how this plays out. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I just think in general, though, yeah, the, the the Irish angle of this all this week, I think, was you know the the most wonderfully done. And and you're right, I think they did a really beautiful job giving her the ability. Got to say too, the the purple lightning looks so damn cool too. It does. It really does. <laughs> But yeah, I think this was just all around. It was a fun episode. Again, I think it was just the Ralph stuff that I feel that it brought it down a little bit. Okay. Uh, I knew, We do find out by the end of this episode that they now know who the last two remaining metahumans are, and that is Janet Petty and Earl Cox, who mm-hmm. I believe are Null and Void from next week's episode. Yes, uh, I believe so. Next week's episode is titled, oh, Null and Annoyed. Uh, is next week's episode. So I know one of them, uh, Janet Petty, is null. Uh, I don't know who Earl Cox is. Interesting if he's void. That would be kind of cool. Cisco would have a field day with that. Uh (laughs) Uh, But looking forward to next week's episode, this is a Kevin Smith-directed episode. We always have a lot of high hopes uh, and high expectations when it comes to Kevin Smith-directed episodes. But in addition to that, we're also going to see the return of Gypsy and Breacher. And we're going to see uh, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes play roles in the episode. Yeah, they're going to be security guards. Uh, so I think Jason, uh, Jason Mewes has lines. Kevin does not. Which <laughs> will so. be Jay and Silent Bob all over again. Yep. So uh, I'm looking forward to The Flash this week. I'm really looking forward to seeing. Because we still have a couple episodes left. I mean, this is only episode 17 week, So we still have at least five or six episodes before the end of this. Well, yeah, and remember too, it's it's we're not getting an episode this week of Flash. We don't get episode episode of Flash until April tenth. Oh, that's right. It is on break for the next couple weeks. Yeah, Run Iris Run was our last episode uh, for a full month. They're getting a four week break. So next week we only have two shows to talk about. Yeah, because oh, Arrow uh, is still on break next week. Uh, Arrow is taking uh, next week is its only is its last part a part of its break. I think for right now for Arrow. Yeah. Um, then we have, yeah, just uh, the penultimate and Black Lightning this week. And then that's, I think that's it coming up for this uh, episode number one. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's that's good because uh, there's another show that I've been watching lately, which I will talk a little bit about at the end of this. And that will give me more time to watch it. Um, but uh, anything else about The Flash before we move on to Black Lightning? No, I think I'm good. Uh, me too. Uh, so that being said, we have Black Lightning Season 1, Episode 8, 
Uh, Book of Revelations, Black Lightning works with Anissa to help her find information to clear Black Lightning's name. Jennifer begins interning for Lynn. Meanwhile, Gam finds himself in a precarious situation. Again, this is another one of those episodes that Black Lightning of Black Lightning that's been pretty much this entire season that it's a pretty straightforward episode. Not a lot of stuff to break down. Again, we talked a little bit about that. The main plot of this show felt like a training montage of him, of of Jefferson working with Anissa and training her a little bit. A lot of the meat of this episode didn't really fall until the end. Yeah, honestly, I think the most, the biggest impact this episode has is in its final 10 minutes when we start focusing a little bit on Jennifer. And there's... We, we can just dive into it because that is is the big moment of this episode. Um, Jennifer's powers emerge for the very first time. One of friends does something dumb and almost falls and gets hurt uh, during that time. Jennifer loses her cool and blows up her smartphone. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't think we were going to see an introduction to Thunder this season. I had a feeling like they would try to wait. Well, I thought year. I thought Anissa was Thunder. Or sorry, lightning. Yeah. I apologize. I, I didn't think we were going to see lightning until maybe next year. So I was very surprised that they were they were not waiting at all and saying, "Boom, here you go." Um, yeah, here's thunder and lightning in the background of the show. Uh, and what was even more surprising, I thought they were going to take some time to let that build up. But man, Jennifer goes right to Anissa before the end of the episode even wraps and says, "I did this with my hands." And you're like, okay, well, how is this going to play out? Is this is going to be this moment in time where next week we're going to see, you know, the entire Pierce family all sitting down together and Lince is kind of be like, well, I'm the only one without power, so peace out, Cub Scouts. And, you know, <laughs> uh, but, you know, is, the question is, is this all going to be brought up to the forefront next week? Uh, I, and I have a feeling it will be. I really do. Um, I don't think they're going to sit on that too long. But that was a that was a massive turning point in this week's episode that I really didn't think we were going to see quite yet. No, I thought that was something. I mean, with Thunder and Lightning, we're going to come into the show eventually. But and it's still what still confuses me a little bit is calling them Thunder and Lightning is great, but when your main character is Black Lightning, I feel like it's kind of overkill on the Lightning. Uh, yeah, but you can blame the comic books for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. It's, it's not the show writers at all. These are the names of the characters from the comic exactly. books. Exactly. Um, but I, I feel like it's kind of overkill. Like, I thought she would have been, like, Thunder and, I don't I don't know, Rain or something. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's very – a lot of reveals in this episode we find out through the storyline with Gamby, which we've been saying for a while there's obviously something more to Gamby. We now find out what it is in that um, – uh, Peter Gamby is not his real name. It is a alias that he uses. I, I think his last name was, I know his, I think his last name was Ramirez, but I can't remember his first name. Yeah, I think it was like it was either Ramirez or Rodriguez. It's it's one of those two. It was it was it was it was still Peter. It was just the last name was different. Okay, and I th- I think it's Rodriguez. I think is is his real name. Uh, but we now find out that he is the reason for Jefferson being a metahuman. Well, not well, he's, the, he's not the reason. He's he, not he the main protector. reason. Yes. He was kind of his protector in the mix. Uh, we get a lot about the ASA this episode, which we've been, like, eyeing for since the first time it was brought up in, like, episode four. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of interesting. that Like, I love the fact that they went back to 1986. And they were like, nope, clear as day. What it was was a vaccine that caused people to become metas uh, as an experiment to make them docile. And it just had a alternate side effect. Uh, which was a kind of interesting take on for them having metas this way, which was I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out. 
Um, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I wasn't. I didn't have actually. I was letting oh. you continue. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I, I love this idea that he was set there to keep an eye basically on the town. And if there was people that ended up becoming metas was he was the one meant to kind of find out who those people were and try to keep them safe. Um, or not to keep them safe, but essentially bring them in into uh, ASA. Yeah. So I, I, it's it's that crisis of conscience that, that Gamby has that's kind of why he leaks what is really happening in Freeland to you know Alvin, uh, Jefferson's father, and the reason why he's killed. So I, I think we're, the, the pieces all, all finally make sense now on who Gamby is as a character. And I'm really happy that we now understand that. And the universe and the world that created these metas all happening in this three minutes on screen, which was perfect. Yes. Uh, you know, we're getting a little bit more clear image into the origin of, of Black Lightning for anybody who's not familiar with it from the comic books, which is myself. Uh, so, you know, so now we're finding out how the the creation of metahumans came about, Gamby's role in playing in it. But I think one of the other things that is kind of... I guess assumed at this point is that now that Jefferson is a metahuman because of this vaccine, it is very apparent through thunder and lightning that this is passed on through your genes now. This is not yeah. something that is you know a one and done kind of thing that if you are a metahuman and you have children, it will pass along. Yeah, which is very, very much interesting. And then you know, we also have the connection that as we've known for a couple of weeks, but this is the show officially stating it. If you didn't kind of use your eyeballs to look, which was the fact that that vaccine is also the same thing as the basis of green light. So um, now this is the question of what are they trying to do with the green light is the ASA. We, that's the one piece of this puzzle. We don't know quite yet. So yeah, exactly. Is the, 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 they, we do find out that, you know, there's an ASC member meeting with Gamby. That's going to say, Hey, We've got to take Black Lightning out, but the question is they're on their reasonings on why they feel he needs to be taken out. Because if they have green light circulating, then they're essentially making metas uh, or potentially making um, short term metas. Um, why is Black Lightning their problem? I mean, they're obviously all four basically kind of creating this chaos. So, yeah, um, we did see a little bit more of Lala in this episode. We didn't get anything of Tobias. Uh, only in the previously on Black Lightning was he even mentioned in this. Uh, Lady Eve is obviously out of the picture, having been killed off last episode. But it looks like, well, I mean, we don't know if she's going to stay dead now at this point. Because apparently people don't stay dead. And the other question is, too, with Lala, what the hell is going on with him? Because yeah. we got none of that as well. Um, we saw him a lot, but we don't know what the hell is going on with him whatsoever as a character. Which kind of what is where I, I might kind of give this one a couple couple things uh against it because uh i as it was happening i was just feeling more confused than anything else because yeah, he can talk to the dead apparently he's in the back of a car having a conversation with lawanda yeah and everybody else is very much like there's nobody there yeah. you know you're getting that reaction from folks but he has no idea what's happening to him the viewers have no idea what's happening and now you also have lawanda is part of this mix and like what does what happened here uh, and I felt like it, 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 it's a subplot that it's feeling a little odd at the moment. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I can say is it just feels out of place, a little weird. Uh, I'm curious to see where it's going to go. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disinterested, but it just feels odd currently with the way that the show is playing out. I mean, and again, like as I mentioned, Lady Eve has been killed off last week. But in 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 typical you know standard of these shows, 
could she return its form the same way that Lawanda did? She could yeah. just be another tattoo on Lala. Yeah. And somebody else. I'd be very, I'm very curious. Yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody else that, you know, helps Lala in return go against Tobias for killing her. So it, it's going to be very interesting to see how everything plays out. Um, the only other thing that really is worth mentioning to me, at least, is, you know, we got a little bit of the subplot of Black Lightning trying to clear his name. Looked like he was on the verge of doing so. And then things, of course, went south and the evidence that he had has been eliminated. So they kind of left that out in the open. They didn't kind of clear that up any before this episode ended. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see where they go from this. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think we're going to see uh, we're going to see this continue to play. I mean, this this show, I will say this. It, it, these play out more like chapters in a book than they do episodes. You know, um, I think that's the way that Black Lightning kind of is meant to run. Versus um, a show like The Flash or Arrow or Legends, where it's like, hey, this is taking place over several and several and several of months. Black Lightning feels contained to a much shorter period of time. Well, you you even look at the the titles of the episodes. I mean, you have Lawanda, the Book of Hope, uh, the Book of Burial, uh, the Book of Thunder, the Book of Fate, the Book of Revelation. That's exactly what they are. They play yeah. out like chapters, like chapters in a book. Mm-hmm. So um, one other thing I, I just remembered I wanted to bring up about this, and then we can move on from Black Lightning and, and talk about the news. Um, seriously, somebody please explain to me where this falls with technology. <laughs> because the tech that they have of the training sessions that they had in, the ba- in Gamby's basement, we have never seen tech like this before in any other show. Well, you know, I, you got to remember one masky, beautiful thing about DC Welcome to the multiverse. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you, you have Harris Wells the Great, you know, or the Wells the Magnificent. There is a one that was essentially just wizards. So it, it could be, again, it, it's another adjacent Earth that is just maybe a little bit more forward, a little bit more along. Maybe that's the one where Damien Dark didn't knock off the guy that created Cold Fusion. And <laughs> they've got all this other stuff going on. See, so we'll tie it back. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, I'm pretty sure at this point in time, just like Supergirl has her own Earth, um, Black Lightning is very much, I think we can definitely say without a you know, uh, question, this is its own Earth. This is, this own, is, yeah. not, this is not Earth 1. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, 7.8 from IMDb. I forgot to do that as well. And IGN has stopped rating the show. So no, IG, no, no IGN rating for this one. Uh, looking forward to next week, episode nine, the book of little black lies. Uh, it looks like it's more, more going down about black lightning, trying to clear his name and hunt down the person responsible for his pa- his father's death. So, uh, all right. So that wraps it up with the breakdown of the episodes this week. Again, next week, we only have two black lightning and the penultimate of legends of tomorrow. Uh, but with that being said, there is of course news out there on the world of DC. So Rob, I will send it over to you. It is an incredibly light week. Uh, actually probably one of the lightest weeks I think we've ever had. Not as so light as we initially thought. Uh, yeah, but very, very much so. These these are tiny little pieces of, of the puzzle here. So uh, as we already mentioned earlier, uh, Flash is indeed on a uh, couple week uh, break. It's four weeks that we will not see the show. Uh, the next episode will air on April 10th. Uh, jumping over into a little bit of Titans talk. Uh, this sounds like as far as episode seven. 
uh, is in the midst of being filmed, and we are going to see yet again another character that we didn't expect to see. And in episode seven, it sounds like none other than Jason Todd, aka the Red Hood, will be making an appearance. Uh, and it sounds like we do know who's going to be portraying the character. It sounds like it's Kern Walters, who was uh, recently seen on, I believe they said it was Girl Meets World. Uh, and will be playing the second Batman sidekick, or is it maybe playing the second Batman sidekick? Um, because we do know from what it sounds like, Dick Grayson has moved on to becoming Nightwing at this time. So it makes a lot of sense for them to bring in Jason Todd. So and say, hey, he's the current Robin because you quit. So I'm kind of cool. To, I'm kind of happy to see this, and I'm hoping that we see a very brash version of uh, of Jason in this. I think that would be kind of perfect. If we're filming so. episode seven, I want a damn trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm going to start precursing that before <laughs> anytime I bring up. We we have so. seen trailers come out of them filming just three episodes of shows in the Arrowverse. Seven episodes in, you've got enough for a trailer. I guarantee San Diego Comic-Con, without question. It's not I, until I August. Hey, I, I have a feeling, because you got to remember, though, too, this, this is all launching with the streaming service. and They're going to say, hey, all these pro- shows are available today, you know? This is like a Netflix kind of thing, so I have a feeling we'll we'll see something soon. All right, <laughs> you got to remember we're not very far away from the summer. Already, I know. So. <laughs> Somebody was talking about E three being in two months, and I'm like, holy crap, that's right. So that's like that's kind of crazy. All right. Um, all right, so jumping into the universe of film, uh, it sounds like the Batman film from Matt Reeves is really scheduled to start filming next year. Um, Again, take that with a grain of salt. I have no idea who's apparently even Batman in this movie at this point. <laughs> John, sure Ham. John the- Ham. John Ham. <laughs> uh, there is no release date for this movie. Uh, we don't know if Matt Reeves will stay on as director of this movie. We have no idea who's writing this movie. We have no idea who's playing Batman at this point. Uh, so, sure, just take that with a grain of salt that that movie is going to start filming in 2019. So, jumping forward, uh, let's talk about something that none of us saw coming this week, which is the fact that Ava DuVarney, who recently just did A Wrinkle in Time, was just tapped by Warner Brothers and DC Films to make a New Gods film, uh, which is kind of like, really? This is interesting. <laughs> uh, this is – I didn't see this coming. I don't think anybody saw the fact that they wanted to do New Gods. Uh, but you know what? Uh, Justice League kind of gave them a backbone to be able to do that, so – um, this could be a very interesting direction, but it sounds like uh, Cario Salim uh, is now the also the screenwriter for this as well. Uh, the I think recently won an Emmy for uh, Don King Only in America uh, in the 90s, and he also did a uh, biographical film um, called Chasing Mavericks, and then did uh, the Marlon Brando film The Score. So, uh, very interesting to see what they're going to do with this, but yeah, uh, very very curious to see uh, what is the fate of the new gods. Yeah. Uh, All right. So uh, late real quick story before we ended with the one that hurts everybody's head. (laughs) Uh, So big special uh, congratulations to Linda Carter. Uh, We've heard she is now getting her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame next month. Uh, Recently, Mark Hamill just had uh, just received his, which was pretty damn awesome. So it's great to see uh, another DC alum. uh, Linda Carter will be uh, receiving hers next. And last but not least this week, the dumbest story ever. Um, we have been very excited about Teen Titans Go to the Movies, uh, or at least I have. But uh, I'm wondering how much I'm, how excited I am anymore, because they just announced who indeed will be playing Superman in that movie. 
And it will be none other than the man who was going to don the suit of the Big Blue Boy Scout. That's Nick Cage, of all people, is coming in to do this. I do think while it's as funny as this is, uh, my my head hurts <laughs> is equally just just as much. So I do think it's pretty funny that they're they're kind of nodding to it. But I think Teen Titans Go is the right show or property to make this nod. Yeah, I don't I, know about you. I, that's basically why they're doing it. I don't think there's any other reason. Uh, I don't think it's because they felt Nicolas Cage was the best man for the job. I think it's, you know, there's been all these this talk for years about how Nicolas Cage was supposed to play Superman, how everybody hated the idea. Everybody, you know, was was against this happening and and but there were people out there that still kind of oddly wanted to see it. Um, you know, this show is a show that is uh, is not very serious when it comes to the DC. It's, it's meant to be tongue in cheek. It's meant to be campy. So why not? Like why not have Nicolas Cage voice Superman for the film? And I personally I laugh at this. I don't see anything wrong with it. Like I don't understand the hate that was through this. If you look at what the show is and take that along with oh, it, absolutely. there's nothing wrong with this casting choice at all. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be goofy. I think if you if you voiced if you took somebody, um, you know who had voiced Superman before in the past and threw him a, a serious voice actor into this goofy show, they're not you kind of the credibility of that voice actor. But you take somebody kind of like the Lego movies having Jonah Hill voicing Green Lantern uh, and Channing Tatum voicing Superman. You take somebody who's not known for this. But somebody who's kind of always wanted to do it, and you throw him into that role, you just make it even more ridiculous. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it at all. No, I don't either. It's just one of those things that we're like, oh, but why? Why do we have to? Why do we have to put him in this? <laughs> but I just, I didn't get all the hate I, I, online that was like, oh, well, like f the Titans, f this show. I, well, like, shut up. Uh, no, I disagree. I yeah. disagree with with that. But it was just more or less just kind of like, oh god, we are going to live in a world where Nicolas Cage has been Superman, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I love it. I think it's an amusing nod. I know your. Like, oh. I know your wife hates it. Oh god, yeah, she's definitely not <laughs> seen that movie with me. In now. Even if he's got two lines in total, Cat will be like, "Nope, I'm good." <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I I do think this is pretty damn funny. But at the same time, yeah, my head hurts a little bit thinking about it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I will say this though: this makes me immediately state what my recommendation is. And it's what we've done in the past. But uh, super, uh, the death of Superman lives. What happened is an amazing documentary. It really is. Uh, uh, if you have the ability to find a way to watch, I highly recommend to do so. Yes. Um, yeah, that's it for the news. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. So as we usually do, we'll throw out a couple recommendations, knock out some cheap plugs, and we will leave you on your way. Uh, I think the biggest recommendation that both of us can probably do is just keep an eye out for the page. Uh, for the Facebook page and the iTunes feed, the Google Play feed, uh, throughout the course of this week, uh, you will see probably within a day or two our interview with John Wesley Ship pop up. Uh, hopefully within a day or two after that, you will see the interview with Tom Welling pop up. Uh, and if we can make one of those state of the Arrowverse things, if not both of them happen this week, you will see them pop up as well. So, of course, keep an eye on the feeds, uh, Facebook pages, everything uh, to to keep not to get notifications as to when that happens uh if you're new to the podcast and you're you're coming on now for the hundredth uh please subscribe please listen to us throughout the course of this week and please feel free to be a part of the community and 
go back to some of the previous episodes. There's descriptions on the website and in the iTunes feeds of what they all are, so you can go back and listen to whatever you want. My personal recommendation is something that has been long overdue. I have finally started watching Young Justice. Aha! And I am eight episodes in. I'm sure I will knock out a couple more today. But when I watch shows, like, I, I, I went through all of Futurama and, like, the seven seasons of that. And I will admit, I don't remember a lot of them because they were kind of on in the background while I was doing other things. Young Justice has been one I've been watching. Like, I've been sitting, I don't do anything else when I'm watching an episode. And I will freely admit, I'm mad at myself for not getting into this show sooner. Uh, it's so because good. it is really well done. It's it's incredible. The animation's gorgeous. The voice casting is just beautifully beautifully done, and honestly, also beautifully animated. Um, a wonderful, wonderful show. Yes. Um. And again, I'm only eight episodes in. I've still got about um 38 episodes left before I'm completely caught up. But uh, I'm looking forward to your head exploding when uh, season two starts. Okay. So all right. Yeah, I do. I did read a little bit and, and saw some of the characters that will be joining in season two. Like, I know we're getting Blue Beetle and, and such coming in in season two. So it's I'm looking forward to getting to season two, but I'm highly enjoying everything I'm watching of season one. So my, my personal recommendation is if you have not started Young Justice, don't be like me. Don't wait this long. Uh, give it a shot. However, it is not on Netflix anymore. No, it is not. So I don't know where you're going to be able to watch it. <laughs> Probably the DC streaming service that we'll be hearing about in just a few months. Yes. <laughs> so you have to wait a little longer if you want to start it. Yeah. How about you? Uh, for me, it was actually, yeah, it was uh, The Death of Superman Lives. What happened uh, is definitely the documentary I highly recommend going back to, uh, especially just, again, now with Teen Titans, go to the movies. I think it's it gives you an idea of the Superman we may see. So um, I'm very curious to see what that's going to be like. Yeah, that's one I'm going to go back and rewatch, too, because it's been a while since I've seen it. But um, the documentary is only a couple years old, I think 2015. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was uh, I believe I want to say it was a Kickstarter project initially. It was a Kickstarter or Indiegogo to be able to make this. And uh, it's a thoroughly involved uh, documentary. And actually, they spent a fair amount of time with uh, with Tim Burton in this too, so which was kind of interesting. Yeah, so. and it, and Kevin Smith is a big part of this as well too. So if you mm-hmm. are a uh, a Kevin Smith fan, as we are, and uh, he's a big part of this as well, so that should entice you enough to go back and rewatch it as well. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Um, all right, uh, cheap plugs, and then we will get the hell out of here. Uh, of course, you can check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash DC Primetime, uh, the Next Level Facebook page, which is the, the podcast network that this is a part of, uh, Next Level Radio Online.com, facebook.com slash Next Level Radio Online. And I should have had this ready, and of course I don't. I'm trying to look up the DC Primetime voicemail. Uh, apparently, there is a little bit of an issue with it. There's no greeting. Our greeting got erased somehow. Which might be a reason as to why people aren't leaving voicemail, haven't been leaving voicemails uh, lately. Uh, I will try and fix that throughout the course of this week. However, you can still leave a voicemail. It will. You'll just hear the, the generalized recording, and you'll get the beep. Because uh, Shad did leave us another voicemail, and unfortunately, I didn't get to play it. So hopefully, next week uh, I'll get to play it. But um, he, he kind of criticizes my uh, my Skeletor reference over Doctor Claw. 
<laughs> from last week. Uh, but the voicemail number, uh, 1-888-247-5380. Uh, again, 888-247-5380. It's toll-free in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, I'm going to work on getting the new greeting up, but in the meantime, you can still leave a voicemail. Um, leave us a voicemail. Let us know your opinions on anything we've talked about. Leave something fun. Whatever you want to do, uh, we highly encourage you to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we mentioned earlier, too, in the big special thanks, big special thanks again one more time to our good friend George Shaw at GeorgeShawMusic.com for the music that you get to hear in this podcast. Uh, one thing we didn't do at the top of the show, I almost forgot, uh, the fan of the month is actually three fans of the month. Uh, and those will be people you'll probably be hearing with us sometime next week. I want to say maybe it's Wednesday night. We're still hashing out a date. Uh, but that is our listeners, Shad Welsh, Jackson Howard, and Paul Williams, who have been massive parts of the community. And in honor of our 100th episode, we wanted to especially give a big, huge thanks to them to kind of helping consistently be, you know, the cornerstones of our community. So. Yeah. So I think you're taking care of getting something special sent out to them for being the fans of the month. Um, our mm-hmm. fan of the month for, Jan- or for, fe- for January? No, for, yes, for January. January. Uh, Kevin Bush, I highly apologize. It fell on my shoulders to send out your, your gift. Uh, I've been really delayed. We've been kind of working a lot, and I've been putting a lot of effort into this this 100th episode. Now that it is over, you have my word. Your your gift for being our fan of the month for January is going out this week. So keep an eye on that, and um, you know, you'll see that soon. And anybody who becomes a fan of the week uh, throughout the future, all you have to do to be a fan of the week to be uh fan of the month month. sorry (laughs) i I, I was gonna say my wallet's starting to get a little (laughs) yeah Uh, mine too (laughs) trust me uh to be uh, in the running for fan of the month all you have to do is just be a part of the facebook page like comments comment or like posts comment on them share them that's all you have to do and we will your number your name will go into a random drawing and at the end of the month we will randomly draw a name and we'll send you some goodies, man. That's that's about the 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 long and the short of it. Yep, that's it. So, and we have a lot more people now who are members of the page, which means you have the potential to um, even more people to to choose from for being that fan of the month. And when we send you something, please take a picture of yourself with what we sent you and share it to the page because we would love yep. to see it. So, mm-hmm. I think that's it. That it. Uh, I. I guess that's that was episode one. That was episode <laughs> one hundred, and surprisingly, I'm getting ready to do the wrap up. But surprisingly, even with the discussion we had about the hundredth and covering the three shows, we kept it under an hour and a half. Wow, one of our shortest episodes. <laughs> We're ever. already on the verge of new things with this re- with this rebirth. Next next week, six hour long. Show <laughs> we only have two shows to talk about. Two- I know that's the sad part. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so um, a special thanks goes out to everybody, even more so with this being the 100th episode. Uh, special thanks to being a part of the community. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening, commenting, posting, all that you guys do. This podcast would not have gone 100 episodes if not for all of you. Absolutely. So, uh, continue to do so. Continue. Thanks. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Next week, we will be a day late. Episode 101 will be recorded on Monday night to be posted on Tuesday rather than Sunday posted on Monday. And that's because I am away for the weekend. But we have plenty of stuff being posted throughout the course of this week to hold you over. In the meantime, enjoy your week and we will see you guys around the bend. Take care. Peace. Peace.